Welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello. Cheers. L'chaim. <laughs> Start off with a, with a l'chaim. Yeah, well, clearly we're a seven-hour time difference because when you drink wine, you drink coffee. I mean, if you were drinking right. wine during the you know midday, I wouldn't judge I you. I usually have two coffees, a morning and a mid and an afternoon, like a midday. And also, um, since I listen to a lot of Andrew Huberman, great podcast, um, he's a neuroscientist, he discussed the whole thing how drinking coffee and taking like a short nap is super beneficial. So often I do that, except I don't wake up after 20 minutes and I end up sleeping way By too long. By the way, totally. <laughs> that, that like power nap situation, like I'm all about the nap these days. Like that's how you know you're getting old. Yeah. But like they'll, like I'll try to do it. Like I happen to have done it like um, yesterday and mom woke me up. Mom always happens to call me. I rarely am able to take naps. And when I do, she always calls me while I'm in the middle of a nap <laughs> and then always wakes me up. I literally open up my phone. She's like, oh my God, did I wake you up again? I always wake you up. I'm like, yeah, you do. But I'm like, I had to go to CrossFit because so, I was planning on taking a 25-minute nap, and then I was going to go to CrossFit. So, you know, she forced me away because otherwise I totally would have slept through. Right. When I was yeah. – I remember when I was in, when I was learning in, uh, in yeshiva in Israel, one of my rabbis would like – he rarely, he didn't sleep much. And like sometimes in the middle of the day, he'd take like a – he'd take a power nap on his like desk, just put his arm head down. And I asked him once, and he says, I only sleep for six to nine minutes, never more. And he always just pops up at – so one time I'm like, okay, you know, let me give it a shot. I was exhausted. I put my head down and wake up like an hour and 20 minutes later. My face is red from my arm. I feel groggy as anything. I like limp out of the room. I'm like, oh my God, I need a That's shower. That's the thing also. I, I've, never, <laughs> I've never woken up from a nap and I'm like, damn, I feel refreshed. Right. Right. <laughs> I never do. And I can still go to sleep easy like that night. Like it's not like I'm staying right. up late because of it. Like I'm not gaining like refreshments from it. Right. Did we, did we, did we miss last week? Is this, uh, or we were, did we record last week? I can't no, remember. No, we did record last week. We did. Last week was with Alana. Okay. I wasn't sure if we had missed no, a week. That was, no, no, that was two weeks ago. That was two weeks back. ago. Okay. That was two <laughs> weeks ago. That's why. Cause I'm not remembering the last one. Cause I'm all messed up. Cause we went to Chicago for the weekend, uh, with the family. Oh for yeah. Friend's wedding. That, that one hour time difference must've totally thrown you off. me up. No, cause it, yeah. felt, it feels like a long time. And then I just, we just got back last night. We went from Thursday to Monday, so pretty Did you solid. travel with all the kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We how was that? We were going to leave them here. Ended up taking them with. It was not bad. I'll tell you, once you fly to Israel or anywhere that is more than 9 to 11 hours with three children, flying two and a half hours is a cakewalk, especially since you don't have to go through customs. The security is way less. Um, we went through – we flew through Newark, and they just completely redid – Terminal A, and it's like super advanced and cool, and everything's like high tech. Really, um, in Newark, like the yeah. uh, like the bins at security, so they slide to you underneath the table, and at the end when they come out, they go into a tub that drops them and shoots them back to the beginning, so like you don't have to worry about all the bins stacking up. Yeah, hello, we have that in back. Israel, and it's also under a UV light, so it kills all the bacteria. Right. And like, they let yeah, you through. Like- and you go through the re- the regular metal detector with children, so you don't have to wait in line for the for the. Well, you're a lot of like to this day, you're still a lot of refuse to go in, and you're a lot of requests to do the oh, really? metal detector instead. Mm-hmm. What, what why would be what would be the reason to not want to? Because like with X rays or like whatever it is, like some people are like whatever. So like I'm almost positive. I know it was <laughs> some people for, are probably whatever. no. no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm basically a doctor, um, you know, you know, those people who are basically whatever, 
Um, no, no, but like right. you, you can like refuse them. It's all like you. Um, I know for sure it was. I'm, I don't know if it's like for sure still. I'm pretty sure, but I know it was definitely before in the past. <laughs> it was definitely before in the past. Yeah. And afterwards, it You're will welcome. be in the shell. <laughs> this has been a PSA with Shelly T. Right, but but flying with the kids really wasn't that bad. We are all the seats, you know, our seats were next to each other. The kids usually don't cry, and if you give them like a tablet or like a video to watch or like some something, they'll just sit through it. So I had yeah, a little, I, like- uh, I had a little Tito's and orange juice on the way there. I was feeling good. I took a little nap. Okay, so that's a good flight. Good. Yeah, what airline did you fly? American. American Airlines. They beat you I, up. Where we beat our customers. No, no, that's United. That's United. <laughs> oh, that was United. That was yeah, United. yeah, yeah. Don't get twisted. That was United. That, that's why it's even more ironic because the name is called United. Like United we are. United we stand. Right. <laughs> not that, that was much. Not, right. <laughs> not even normal. Mind you, these bitches like charge you for every little thing. Even going international, it's like, oh, you're, you you want to go international? Oh, you, you wanted to bring luggage with you? Oh, okay, well, that's going to cost you. Right. It used to be even like, I remember when two bags were free domestically. Like, then it was still like two bags free internationally. Then it went to one bag, and now it's like, oh, you wanted bags? Right, we had to pay an extra 35 bucks to check a bag or whatever it was on top of the tickets, which were already fairly expensive, so it's a little bit... Also, I didn't realize you don't have to. I guess you don't have to bring any form of identification for for kids because they pack their passports, but they never asked. I them. I traveled all the time until I was sixteen years old with no sort of idea of any kind. Right then, like, I, I never thought like, about that. Yeah, you just say, "Oh, I'm not like you know, eighteen or I don't have a driver's license or I'm whatever." Not a person. That was it. Right. And it was after nine eleven, so it's not like it was. This was before nine eleven. I'm not right. that old. But um, but yeah, the, it, it wasn't too bad. It, it was a bit of a crazy weekend, though, and week with everything. First of all, there was another attack in Israel. I heard two soldiers, I think, were 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 killed. Um, there's obviously the protests going on. As I saw, wait, hold I on, saw don't post- bring that on me because I live here. Hold on, what two soldiers were killed? Like today? There was an attack in Israel today. This yesterday. Now I got to confirm. Oh, it was yesterday. Um, the first thing that pops up is today's latest from Al Jazeera. Thank you, Al Jazeera. Um, I heard about it yesterday. Someone posted about it on... Yesterday, there was an attack. I mean, I was at work, and I went to the protest in Tel Aviv, but, like, I didn't know anyone was attacked. Maybe I just made that up. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's very possible. That is a settler attack, pa- attack Palestinians in Huara. It is really present. This was from... This was, t- t- this was t- today... I don't, maybe I made that up, but obviously have the 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 protests in Israel. BB fi- finally postponing whatever postponing whatever, it though, right? Whatever decision they're going to come to, probably because he's trying his best to not lose his coalition, but he's going to have to make a decision sooner or later as to what it, to do. It just it's so crazy because it's also because like we just have more important things to deal with, like these like apparent terrorist attacks <laughs> that I make up, yeah. I should no, start like, my own news though. Really... Fake news media. <laughs> FNM, the fake news we are, media. We already have that. It's called Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, you know, this is the first, like, day where, like, there hasn't been crazy protests, like, in, like, six, seven weeks. Like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, we are dealing with terrorist tech. We are doing. Okay, thank you for grabbing my foot, Tessa. It's my cat. Just grab my foot. Um, we have real issues going on in this country and it's like, he's just creating division in this country. It just like, it's literally like, he just reminds me of an Israeli Trump at this point. 
It's like right. your country already has so many things going on. Like this is just not the time to be doing this. But like, there's also there's yeah. no constitution, and whenever you're dealing with a parliamentary government, you're gonna have feel like you're gonna have issues like this, unless they either switch right. their no, government. No, but it's just about you know, it's just about being a, a democratic country. You can't say you're a democracy and then do something like this with the judicial reform. It's like you're completely going against everything you believe in it. And he's really only doing it just to save his own ass because literally since I moved here six and a half years ago, the guy's been under investigation and pending jail since. And like, he has yeah, two guys in his, uh, on his coalition, Symmetrich and um, the other one that are very, that are on the far right, that are probably pushing. He has a lot more than just two. Right, but they, right, they hold a lot of seats. But on top of that, you also have here this, the shooting that happened here in Nashville, which is horrible. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you, you heard guys, about that. You guys have shootings Every freaking day, it's like another shooting. Really it's horrifying. Not even normal. It's really it's horrifying. Not even normal. Um, you should have seen. Uh, I just heard that the secretary for the governor of uh, I don't know what uh, <clears throat> what state I have to find it, but she posted this horrible tweet after the shooting and was immediately fired. And um, uh, I was literally just reading about it like I don't know, maybe two seconds ago. I gotta find it. Right, because I want to look up something um, that I just want to make sure I'm not making this up <laughs> before I say it. Um, I got to find it. Otherwise, it's not going to be as good. Yeah, Arizona Governor Hobbs, her press secretary, resigned um, before she was fired because after the shooting, she posted a picture um, it was from a movie of, uh, it was like a gif, gif of Gina Rollins in a scene from the movie Gloria, like where she's pointing two guns and she wrote us when we see transphobes as if like we should just be gunning down, uh, people that are transphobic. Um, yeah. whether or not some people were saying she was taking shots at Republicans, I mean, to group a bunch of people like that together is ridiculous. But if, even if you're talking about tr like actual transphobes, right. That's what I was saying. Like, like, Laura, In Laura Ingram, like she was blaming, like, as if like, this is like due to like transgender movement and drugs. And this is what caused the shooting and everything. Like, right. I don't really understand why, like, I understand when I identify the shooter, but like, I don't really care what, uh, her, her like identity was. Yeah, obviously she was suffering severely with mental health issues. Well, um, I think she identified. Like, I think she identifies he. Okay, well, I would generally give the courtesy, but I could care less about <laughs> someone who murders children. I'm sorry. Um, You're right. Literally could care less. <laughs> I shouldn't even say she or he. I should just call. I should just call it an it because a anyone monster. who could do that to children is not a human being. Children. Children. Like, children. Freaking disgusting. I mean, to take a life, I mean, I don't even want to. But like to children, like, or animals, like, I just horrible. Like, horrible. Yeah. Beyond horrible, beyond sickening. Um, and you're right. This is, it's, it's getting to a point where like, this is insane. I mean, it was insane after, it should have been insane after the first school shooting. It should have been insane after Columbine or after all, any of these other ma major horrible Did shootings. There needs to be something, something needs to be going on, you know? Because it's obviously not, these aren't once in a blue moon occurrences. This is like, it goes to the same conversation again, where it's like banning all guns or no, our second amendment. And it's right. only two polar opposite sides. And this is just a repeating circle that's never going to get broken until something is actually done. Right. I was listening to uh, Sam Harris, who I like a lot. 
who hates Trump, and I really do not like Trump. Do people um, like Trump these days? Right now. Yeah, and that's what scares me because if he runs uh, – I, I, think he's I remember win. being a child, okay, and we grew up in a house that was, oh. let's just say, not – Pence has to testify in court. Against Trump, okay. Two times. Um, we'll see what happens. But when we were children, obviously growing up, to say the least, we were in a non-pro-Obama household. Um, I but, always liked him, though. I, never I always did. But regardless, I mean, I was a kid. That's, what do I know? I'm just listening to what exact, exactly. Exactly. I mean, but at this point, I don't really like him very much either. So it's not like, anyways. I didn't think he was a point great being, I like him. The point being is even the growing up in that environment and in a Jewish community where a majority of which were Republicans Orthodox. at that time, I never felt the sort of of division um, in within like just day to day life that I feel now, like when I'm driving down the highway and I see bumper stickers that are Trump 2020 or they're Democrat or Biden or, or, or Biden Harris, when the election was going on, I just, there's, I I can almost like feel like a palpable, like, like uh, tension in the air between like everyone. Cause everyone's just like, (laughs) right. They're on eggshells, I guess to like, are you are you okay? Meaning, are you on my side or are you an enemy and a fascist? Like, are you or, or you know, are you are you one of us or are you one of them? And it's like, but I, can't I feel do like in in the way beginning of it, it was like you know that seems like the extreme stance. But like the more that he just said and the more he did and the more kinds of things that he incited within society, it's like. Like, I, like, I, I, like, you know, you can only excuse things so often, like, you know. Right. So just, Sam Harris, so he, he came under fire because he made a, he made a, he made a point, which I don't know how crazy it is in retrospect, but he said that he basically said, I don't care what's on a Hunter Biden's laptop or what corruption Joe Biden might be involved in. He said it will never come close to the corrupt things we know Trump has done. But more than that, he's just the most narcissistic person that we've probably ever encountered but so it's, you, it's also a person like, is never going to be for the people when they are physically incapable of caring about for, it right else. that's the thing is he's for himself he's not for anybody doesn't matter what you are left right. right anything he only cares about himself but it almost it's almost like it's unbelievable like you know it was it really got to a point where it was like hard to differentiate whether alec baldwin was on snl or donald trump was giving a state of the union address because right the things that come out of his mouth is just like so normal. Like I, all I think of is like his PR team or like his team in the, in like the behind the scenes, like, please just stick to the freaking script, just stick to the script. And he, he can't like, he just literally to have sit, just, is unable I mean, to just to have, and mind you, I would have, vo- I didn't vote in the election. I don't think I was here. I wasn't able to register in time. We had to come back from, I left that country. From Israel. So I, I would like, have voted. Bye. I would have voted. And like Sam Harris said, I agree with a lot of his policy, let's say, but when it comes I would have to voted for Brittany as a, as a president, I mean, to have a sitting president deny the outcome of an election, um, yelling that it was stolen, while at the same time attempting to steal it. But at, at, at that's that's the irony. While he's yelling it's stolen, he's literally trying to steal the election back. But if he won and the other side ever claimed that, oh, my God, like the, people right. would go ballistic. Like, I, I didn't right. like Hillary Clinton, and I think, you know, the Clintons are involved in sketchy things. But at the Say, same please. time, if she said even like a quarter of the things that ever came out of his mouth during the campaign trail, like she would have been pummeled. That would have I been think the it's, end. So I think it's the, the desire that people like that sort of anti-establishment rhetoric that Trump has. But it, if, if there much. was a person that was just not a horrible person, 
that also wanted to make a lot of reform in the government and, and, and bring a lot more of the people's voice in a real way to the government, that would be great. But if you have someone that is not is a comedian and is he's definitely funny, I'll give him that, but he's, he's extremely selfish and self-centered in serving his own needs, you're not getting anywhere. But he has a massive following. He also had 70 million people vote for him. And I'm, and I'm terrified that if he does run, whoever the other Republican – Candidate is is not he's going to split the vote and it's going to go nowhere, and Joe Biden is going to get reelected to go back to sleep. Well, uh, first of all, like God willing, he will make it through um, to that day, <laughs> whenever that is. I hope so. He's like he uh, will. Yeah, he should stay on life support until then. And um, I just think that it's going to be a disaster, whatever it is. I don't like. I I thought for sure Trump was totally going to, and like now I'm like up in the air. Like I have no idea. But like who's he going up against? Like Ron Santos, who I apologize about saying shit for, and now I'm like, bitch, I'm stepping back from that. Ron, shit. no, you're not. Ron DeSantis. Sa- DeSantis. George DeSantis. Santos and Ron. <laughs> Thank DeSantis. you, Santos DeSantos. I don't even <laughs> care because they're both assholes for different reasons. So like literally, and the fact that even apologize for that bitch, like oh, I take that all back. So sorry, have a hope if you're <laughs> listening, but definitely right. not like a fan in any way. He's disgusting. And, um, but who's running for the Democrats? Like, who are they getting? Like, they're like, going to have to run Biden. Had they, like, not... they, like Biden was literally like he, he, they, he had to run because otherwise Trump would have won again. Like they had to throw him in. He was the only one with a chance and it's going to happen again. And like, but like people, like. Biden's not bad, but he's not good. He's just he's he's an old man in a nursing home, but the nursing home. I mean, he is bad because he's not good. He's not really. I feel like he's not in control, and there's other people running the party over there. Well, I mean, that's how it always is with the president, regardless. But like you know, in terms of like you know certain things, like you know, even our relationship with the U.S. here in Israel, like you know, like things are like pretty good. Like I feel like if Hillary Clinton would have won it, and that's one of the reasons like I kind of vote for her is because I don't think that she would have been good for the relationship between America and Israel and what we need here definitely no offense but offense hillary bye <laughs> send me an email from the private server on your phone right i mean they were involved with uh they were they were in bed with uh with jeff epstein i believe the clintons no not both of them just just him and it wasn't was in bill bed with jeffrey he wasn't bill in, it was was in bed. Boys yeah no he wasn't in bed with jeffrey epstein he was in bed with jeffrey epstein's like little girls that he had because he's a psychopath and yes so was you, bill gates right you so ever many, like you watched the many, bill gates interviews people. with him and like with his with his ex-wife with with linda when she talks about it she said the first time i saw him i felt something terribly off with him um and she he looks be, at he looks at yes he looks like a demon because he was. He looks like he looks, no, but, that, that but I'm saying like you know people could say like oh in retrospect, but like there's something about him. There's just something about him. But that's why they say he didn't kill himself. Like because there were so many high powered people who were involved with that. And Gilane they Maxwell still never released the said. list. Gilane Maxwell, they still never released. There's no list. Where's the but list? even 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 her? She claims that um that he. I mean even she said he didn't kill himself. Not that I trust her word in any way, but with that it's like. No and one the believes whole, that. The, the story behind it, behind him, not them, not especially because he was already style. on suicide watch because he. Right. Didn't it sounds like it's out of a movie. The way that they like. But Prince, his- Prince Andrew wasn't involved. Now he's claiming that the picture with um, that girl was photoshopped. Bitch. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's making so many stories. They literally have the original photo was the evidence and everything. And he just tries so hard. It's like, bitch, settle down. Like, drown yourself or hide away far away. Like, There's don't. No like, what are you doing? 
You're just embarrassing yourself. Right. Mind boggling. Yeah. But I'm sure Megan and Harry will make that about them as well. Yeah, I saw his book, and I didn't, I, mean, I didn't read it. I saw his book in the airport yesterday. I was looking around. I, I, I'm the assuming spare. it's about his life. Yeah, no, but <laughs> there was, there was What's it called? some spare? really spare, because there's the heir and the spare. A king always has to have two sons. The heir and the spare. The heir is the one who's going to take over. But in case he dies, there's the spare, just in case. So he's the spare. So, but, like, there was this, like, really weird, like, audio clip from it or whatever going on about um, this... Uh, Elizabeth Arden perfume that his mom used to wear and his dodger as he referred to it was really sore and someone told him to use this cream that was Elizabeth Arden that he rubbed on his dodger and then and thought of his mother it brought him back in time when he thought of his mother <laughs> it I is the most uncomfortable awkward yes it is exactly what you think it is exactly what you think you call it a Chrysler when right? you call it dodger Right? Seriously. For BMW. A Todger, sorry. Yeah. I, I, oh, I love it. The first thing, <laughs> Prince Harry has more to say about his Todger. Right, because I was thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about like, like the artful Dodger, like, like a Dodger. Maybe, maybe he's just dodging like a, from like a, like, a, like, like a, like a, like a crafty person, you know? Dodgers right? Hold on. I literally, you need to like, see this. It's crazy. What, Prince Harry? Here, I'm putting it in the chat. We could chat. Ooh. Um, yeah, I never was really following that whole him and Meghan Markle thing. Um, yeah, no, I'm, me neither. And I know, like, my friend Chaim, you got, like, all the stuff to be like, oh, yeah, I think someone frost Nipistan. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand. I think someone sent me this a while ago. It's pretty wild. I don't even know what the, like, what was trying to be conveyed there. But right? I can't imagine also, them reading it over again and then thinking it's... That's what I was just about to say. It's like, you not only put that in your book and went through all the editing and everything like that, and he said right. he went through like like 90-something edits or something, but then you recorded the audio version and you were like, yeah, I'm going to keep this in the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There had to have been some, 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 some substances involved in that decision because... I actually I started an audio book yesterday. I started listening. I'm I'm a big fan of David Goggins. What are you giving all these shout outs to? These podcasts? These you make it sound like you're such a well read. David Goggins. Like, I just listened to I did listen to a lot of different people. David Goggins is probably the most motivational person on earth, and he is an absolute monster of a human being. The guy, I mean, he's I, I don't even know where where to start. He's run a hundred mile races without stopping, breaking both of his feet, and going into into kidney failure, but like and finished the entire race. The guy yeah. ran eight 100-mile runs eight weekends in a row. He runs like 20 miles a day. Anyways, I started listening to his, his book, um, and it's it's very cool how they did it. Him and his ghostwriter, they both did, do the audiobook together, and it's like a almost like a podcast audiobook radio show, which is really great because like there's like live input, so to speak, about the different parts of the book and like, you know, tangents and things like that. Um, but I mean, the guy's just an absolute monster of a human being. I mean, he, he, he just pushes himself to like limits that people don't think are possible. You know, yeah, it's pretty wild. This episode of all brought up was sponsored by, uh, something, David whatever Goggins, his name I was. wish. <laughs> David I wish. Goggins. And HelloFresh. HelloFresh. <laughs> Listen, if, if Goggins wants to get on the podcast, I would literally, I'm good. <laughs> 
And if HelloFresh wants to get in the podcast. All I need is a glass of seltzer and David Goggins in our podcast. And, we're, and all I we're need in, is a nice shape. recipe and fresh pre-cut vegetables and we're good to go. What is it? What is it? What is it? What's HelloFresh? We spoke about this before. They literally send you exactly what oh, you need. Oh, right, 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 right. Exactly what you need. It's like, oh my God. I feel like I should like open that up here in Israel. No, no one would use that. HelloFresh. Seven <gasps> Eleven opens up my office building here in Israel. And I know to Americans who are listening, they're probably like, huh? Unless you're Jewish and you come to Israel and you're like, oh my God, that's amazing because we never had it here and now we have it here. And I was very excited. It's in my office building. I went down. I got a Slurpee. I was very happy. I also bought like one of those, like, you know, those like U2's dolls things or whatever. So they had Slurpee ones. So I bought one of those. And also these metal straws they had. I was going to get these socks too. I'm like, why am I even buying I think people this don't drink Slurpees in America. They go to 7-Eleven for other things. It's funny because I feel like... I feel like you, 7-Eleven's more overpriced. I feel like the reason why you go is for Slurpees. But Jews, that's why I, feel like, I feel like, go there for the Slurpees because oh, that's what we always did. It was like the but biggest But I feel like in Israel, world. I can't, I don't, like, I feel like Israelis here aren't going to be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And they have a lot of stuff that happens to me. They do. But it's also like, it's, you know, we have like, you know, makolas, like little groceries here everywhere that I feel like Israelis are just going to like go to see what it is because it's American. They have great coffee like, also. I used to get coffee there when I was in Queens. So yeah, like, well, now they have, like, a big machine where you push everything in and it makes it for you. But, like, they also have the hot dog rollers and everything. Right. It's all kosher. Right. Oh, he, right. So they have that here in, like, certain places. I think the one in Muncie, they have that. I think they have one like that here in Lakewood. Um, but, yeah, not, not, uh, not But the Slurpee machine was, like, a mini version. And there's two sizes of Slurpee. The small and the medium in America. But here it's a large. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> this ain't the largest. It's supposed to be two more sizes on top of that, so you better not get it twisted. Do you know who I am? I mean, they only have them. That's probably why Americans we have an obesity problem, and Israel does not. True. We just have like a judicial reform problem. I think the UK is, I think, the worst in the, in the world in terms of uh, their obesity rates relative. To in terms of the obesity, population. or in terms of shitty. Teams? In terms of o- obesity. <laughs> Shout out to all my British friends. Love you. And no offense. No, I'm just kidding. I have a lot of British friends. It's like, you know, when people say that, I'm not racist. All, I have like, you know. First of all, you usually preface it with no offense. Don't come up with an offense after. It's like when people say no offense. homo. Oh, no homo? Okay, so then it's totally, right, it's like no offense, right. but you're like actually disgusting and should probably drop dead. Okay, but you said no offense. Okay, I won't be offended then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but seriously, no, um, guys, like, that term go to an orthodontist. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so this whole past week for me has been – there's been a lot going on, a lot I've been thinking about, <clears throat> trying to figure out what I wanted to discuss, a few things I wanted to to bring up and speak about that are flying off out of my, my train of thought just went sideways. So now I'm trying to – They're flying out of your train of thought? I, <laughs> what are you, a fucking Amtrak so train no, in Ohio? I had, I had something in my head, and then I went somewhere else, and now I'm trying to go back to my original thought process. I'm falling off. Ah, I did want to give a shout-out and thank everyone who I did see in Chicago who came over, said they give a listen to the podcast, um, mm. gave some good criticisms and feedback. <laughs> the constructive good criticism. I know. I was going to say good criticism. Right, you know, constructive criticism, you know, opening up uh, what topics we should speak about or arguing a bit more, yelling at each other, you know, all the good stuff, all the good stuff that people probably want to see. Um, It's funny, I got that too. People want to see more of the drama. 
at the end of the day, I mean, you can't, I mean, you could create fake drama like the rest of the world, but uh, I mean, I mean, there are definitely things that we disagree about, that we disagree about. I mean, right. But at the end of the day, we both know that I'm always right. Exactly. I might be a lefty, but I'm always right. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. I am a lefty, by the way. In case, anyone, in case anyone was wondering, no one was, but I am, in fact, left-handed. I'm a right, my right arm. My right arm is stronger, but I write with my left hand. Right, it's funny. So my, like, you know how you have one stronger eye? So my right eye is my dominant eye, but it's my weaker eye in terms of, like, my prescription and stuff. I have no idea. I have no idea. So in what ways is it dominant if it's not dominant? Meaning you... <laughs> <laughs> because that makes literally no sense. No, it does. No, when you're looking, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Stronger. My red eye is more, more dominant, but I can't see out of it. <laughs> so you know oh that Family goodness. Guy episode when it, like the pirate? I can't think of his name right now. Like um, when he puts on like his eye patch, it's like a googly eye, and then yeah. Meg freaks out. So I put Sheamus, another Sheamus. one. And Sheamus, right. Oh my goodness. Um, no, because like you, you, you look out of one of your eyes, like dominantly, like you look out of one of your eyes more so than the other. Like if you cover your left eye versus like if you cover your right eye, there's one more they look at more. I promise. I think. I promise, I say. <laughs> if we can get, if we can get an optometrist in here just to settle, to, just to settle some fundamental issues for if, us. If there's here. any hot optometrist out there, maybe we can I'm get maybe signal. we can get Dr. Arthur Cohen on here. He could explain the <laughs> the, the, the uh, ins and outs of the eye. <laughs> yeah, shout out Dr. Arthur Cohen. Um, yeah. Um. So your right eye is better than your left. I, I, I mean, I definitely have. You no, know, I look out of my right eye more than my left eye, but my left eye is. I mean, my right eye is. So weird. hold on. I mean, hold on. So when you wake up, does your right eye open first and then your left eye and then you come and then you come to, or is it, it's like, oh, good morning, everyone. It's like a five yeah. second delay between your right and left eyes. Yeah. It's usually like this in the morning. And then right. Like, I'm pretty sure that's, like, that's never how it is. Like um, it's just another thing about me that's unique. Right. Right. Left-handed. They do say though, I think they use like a different both sides of your brain or a different side yeah of your get brain. over I yourself know. i think it's that you don't use your brain <laughs> right yeah it's definitely yeah. that you don't use your brain if you use no your brain. i'm just joking otherwise i'd definitely be left-handed um no i think it is something like that but we both had a like... teacher in sixth grade the same teacher she was she was greek and she was born left-handed but they forced her to write with her right hand because it was considered like uh a flaw anything again the reference family guy it's like Oh, you're black. You must go to the mental asylum. And then it's like, oh, you're gay. You need to go to the mental asylum. And then Quagmire comes up. Uh, you have any hot uh, underage girls in there? He's like, oh, yeah, of course. I'll take you there. Because <laughs> everything back in the day, anything that made you slightly right. different. Oh, you know. Right. That's how Hitler was also. Anything that was different or Jewish. <laughs> that was different or Jewish. You know, they actually thought, I think we mentioned this last time, they, they believed they were the, the descendants of the people of Atlantis. Aryan race, they had a division of the of his government or whatever was dedicated to like searching some of the old documents, um, like Atlantis, like the Lost Islands of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they also did a lot. I just burped again. I always do this, but they also did a lot of drugs, like a lot of drugs. Oh, for sure. I mean, Hitler must have been on on cocaine Everything. or something. He was, mm-hmm. yeah, you had a hundred percent, hundred percent. I was having this discussion. Uh, it's funny. Yesterday, I was having this discussion with 
someone because I was watching on the subject of substance abuse because I was watching. I'm a big MMA fan. Um, and one of the biggest fights happened a couple weeks ago between John Jones. It's probably the greatest fighter of all time because um, he came back after three years. I think he was suspended because they found like a substance in his. He had the first time he, he tested positive for, for cocaine, and then I think he had a some drug in, in his in his system. But then it opened up a conversation because they said like everyone, a bunch of fighters said everyone in the UFC is on steroids. Everyone takes something. They all do. They all do. There's but they do get tested. But certain things. So there was like this whole documentary, and he's, they like know exactly how much to do where it won't get you know tested or like you know blah blah. They, <laughs> like there's so many other alternatives to what they're testing for. Like you you don't just like test for it and everything shows up. It's like when you're look when you're doing a drug test, they have to be looking for a specific drug and run it against that. It doesn't just pull up. Oh, there's all this in the system. You have to be running the test for those drugs. So if there's certain newer drugs or newer compounds that aren't in the system yet, they're not going to show up. Right. I remember when I was, I used to be big into again, I'm a professional out. doctor. Right. <laughs> Don't take any of our medical advice. I used to be a, uh, I, I don't know. I used to work out a lot in high school, uh, lifting. And so I, one of the supplements that we used to take back in the day was called jacked 3d. And I remember when I was in high school, I think it got, 3D. Banned. <laughs> it got banned and they, that's what it's called. And they had a re, because there was a, a lot of there was a drug that. in there called DMAA, um, which was it was basically like a, like legal steroids essentially, um, not to the same extent as like taking Tren or like taking hardcore steroids, but it was definitely a substance that's banned. It's banned in the Olympics, DMAA. So it's, it's, I mean, you felt great after taking it. I'll tell you that your workout. So I don't like really, nuts. I don't really have friends that I know that do steroids, like you know, outwardly that I know, but I do have a lot of friends who take testosterone. I've taken steroids. I'll admit that right now. I've taken steroids. I took steroids like every time has. in my life and I didn't do anything with it. And I completely wasted God knows how much money on it. Barely even worked time out. In your life. It's not going to do one. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, no, I didn't take it once and then go on. I had like a little, I had these little things. It was like a, I forgot it was, I forgot it was called. It was like one of the more basic ones. I don't even know what it was. It could have been it was, I was just taking gun. I was just going to say, right? Dude. Or, or I was a little cold kid. and sinus. <laughs> I was a little kid. Because when, when you're in high school and stuff, you think it's like cool. You have no idea what the hell you're doing or what you're taking or where you're getting at. Right. And you see these guys at the gym that are just absolute monsters, you know, just. And everyone's huge. like, oh, well, they're in steroids. They're in steroids. I'm saying. Right. It, as it if it's a, easy, as if it's easy to get that big get. just by taking steroids. Or just, right, to, you just take you, you, they all work out probably more than the people that don't take steroids. Right. Meaning you, it, it's like, it's definitely going to help a lot, but you have to still put in all that work. I mean, one of the main like, things it just allows you to recover a lot faster. Uh, yeah. And that's so a lot of people are taking testosterone. Change. And then I'm like, I kind of want to do that, but I don't know if I could get yeah. like the things here. But right, Joe Rogan is it, open like, really about it. He takes, he takes, uh, he does uh testosterone replacement. You have Joe Rogan. Okay. I just discovered today i don't know how the hell it took me so long he was the host of fear factor how did you not know that that's where i first knew him from i have no idea and then my youtube videos were playing in the background as i was working and then a fear factor thing came on and they said you're broken i was like and then look at me i was like oh my god that's where i I first that's when i first started i've been a joe rogan fan since fear factor well, Way I guess back. fear is not a factor for you. Because I remember, because Joe Joe Rogan, besides being a, a UFC commentator, has been training in martial arts for like I don't know forty years. 
Oh, wow. So, he's like dad. So, he, I mean, he, there's a video Shout on YouTube. Shout out JB. Like, like, I think it's called, like, Joe Rogan's kicks sound like gunshots. I mean, he's terrifying. But I remember when he was on Fear Factor, one of the episodes, this couple, they were just yelling at each other the whole time during a challenge. And one guy. Was it the buffalo testicle one? No. And another guy was trying to, like, <laughs> was, like, was Scarred. instigating them, was instigating them to fight with each other because he knew he'd get in their heads and they would lose. And when they came out of the challenge, his wife, like, punched that guy in the stomach. And Joe was like, you can't, you can't just walk up to people and punch them. What do you think you're doing? And then her husband got in Joe's face as, like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what are you going to do when you are just a regular adult male against a man who's been training yeah, at the scale. highest levels of martial arts for 20 years? Um, yeah, you're not going to do like, a shot. <laughs> you're not doing anything, my guy. Right. You're not doing anything. There's like a mosquito, and this is the one that killed me. Like last night. Get him! Get him! Get him! Get him! Get him! I did! I did! Got there it! You go. You're gone. Don't let him get I... a taste. Sorry, <laughs> Peter, Shalom. If you're watching. Yeah. Shalom. I I was wondering because I got on my leg last night. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, bitch, we ain't doing that again. You we gotta go. You got well, to I... go. Listen, I took martial arts as a kid a little bit. We, 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 we both did Taekwondo, obviously, for a little bit, and then we did Krav Maga. But I really think it helps with self-confidence and insecurity when you feel like, to a certain extent, well, you have I don't need any of that because my self-confidence is just right? gaming. And my insecurities, I, I'm only, I only have securities. Right. But imagine, <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine I if you, any person, a regular person that go, that's in a scenario surrounded by a bunch of people does not feel uh secure enough to be able to defend themselves in a like that's the thing is I'm, I'm i mean <laughs> i'm not to do my own horn going off what i was just joking about but i do work out a lot um but for me it's really more from a mental health than like anything else i do crossfit and so like i can lift a lot and i am very strong but like I don't like no martial arts or anything. So like right. if I ever do go up against someone who, you know, does no Krav Maga or anything like that, like I'd still be screwed. That's why I love I watching uh, probably my, my favorite boxer of all time is Tyson Fury, known as the uh, Gypsy King. He's gypsies from, he's from Ireland. Um, and he's, I know, he's, I, six, I think he's six foot nine. You know, gypsies apparently is also now an offensive term. From who said that? What does that mean? I, I just heard that recently. It is now is one of those triggers. I don't even see. Regardless, the reason I love him is because he doesn't look. If you look at him, if you like, you could Google him or, or YouTube Tyson Fury. He has love handles. He has a lot of fat around his belly. He does not look in shape. He's six foot nine. I don't know, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's probably the greatest heavy one of the greatest heavyweight fighters of all time and his greatest fight was against a guy Deontay Wilder who's six seven shredded like I'm talking about just completely shredded and has probably has the hardest hitting punches of anyone ever and to see them together and they both have opposite body frames and Tyson pretty much destroyed him three different times uh in three different fights and he would t get hit in one of the fights he finally got hit fell down Wilder thought the fight was over it was like the twelfth round, and then you see Fury's eyes just pop open. He gets back up, and then proceeded to just go nuts for the rest of the round. But he's also very like motivational. He's been through a lot of of difficult things. He's, he struggled with mental health. He's donated a lot of money. His first purse from the first fight, he donated the entire thing to charity. His first for, purse. 
stole the purse from the like the uh, prize money. What is that like? Does he have like a little Hermes Birkin? Bag? Exactly. At the end of the at, exactly at the end of the fight, they come a out little with Kelly a, with a Birkin. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. I would join the MMA if I were to get a Kelly bag. Listen, that's, I w- that's my thing. <laughs> if you think about it, um, boxers make way more money, way more money, like the main event boxers than the main event UFC fighters do. So much so that. Uh, the first guy, one of the guys who fought Jake Paul, I forgot his name. He was a retired MMA fighter. Said he made yeah. more from his two Jake Paul fights than he made in, in his entire career in the UFC. <laughs> so, our world is so doomed. But boxing is—I mean, it's bigger. MMA is getting much bigger, and it's going to. What about the, all these slapping fights? Those Let's are crazy. Call it CTA. Or, Those or CT are or crazy. Psycho, and they all have cauliflower ears. I mean, cauliflower like, ear they like keep intentionally as like a badge of honor because you can get rid of it pretty. I mean, you can you cannot. You need like surgery, and why get no? A but before it happens, you could. Like, I think there's things you could do, but most of them like it because it's it's like a badge of honor. It like actually is. Mm-hmm. And then there's a okay. Silva who. <laughs> Vanderlei Silva. Vanderlei Silva. No, Vanderlei. Vanderlei Silva, uh, he's, like he's, known as, he's known as the axe murderer, one of the baddest guys in the UFC. Oh, I love axe murderers. Chael Sonnen, Chael Sonnen said he's the first guy to have cauliflower face. And I <laughs> erupted in laughter. It was one of the greatest. That's like, that's what these businesses are about. It's most So much of it is just, is the entertainment. And that's why, like, Conor McGregor, for example... Became like everyone knows who he is, even if you weren't an MMA fan, because he was so. I know who he is, right? Exactly, he was so outlandish and so wild. But in his final fight with with uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, who retired and is probably the best of all time, had he not retired, he was in his prime. But uh, he was trash talking him, and Khabib was never like that, and he like took it personally in a lot of like a lot. And the night before their fight at the press conference. It's probably the scariest thing ever. Connor's all hyped up. He does his pre his conference interview with with Joe Rogan, and then he goes to Khabib, who's a devout Muslim, and he has wearing his hat, and he goes, "Alhamdulillah, tomorrow night I'm gonna smash your boy." And he just has like this smirk on his face. And mind you, everyone, including Dana, including everyone in the world, thought that Connor would take him out. Tomorrow night I'm gonna smash your boy. And as he's on top of Connor about to end the fight, pounding him. He's yelling at him, let's talk now. You want to talk now? Let's talk now. Just beating on him. And then right when the, when the, when the bell rings, you hear, you hear Connor say, it's just business, only business. And, but Khabib was not. And right after he choked him out to end the fight, he jumped over the wall, the octagon, and attacked Connor's like one of his, one of his trainers. Because so like, at the this, end of the day. Is it like legit real? Or, or that was is real, it yes. Also, yes. It's not like, you that know, not think producers? No, Dana came out after he was super upset. He wouldn't even put the belt on him. It was a title match. He wouldn't, it was the first time he didn't put a belt on the champion. He made him go back to his room. He got fined. Sure. I mean, but again, Connor's job is to amp up the fight. He, the reason he was the money fight, the reason those fights bring so much more money, because it's exciting when you hear this guy talk himself up so much. Like the Floyd, May, the Floyd Mayweather, Connor McGregor boxing match, and Connor's not even a boxer was the second highest pay-per-view selling event of all time. Because they're both like the kings of trash talk and they're at the top of their game when it comes to, they could just promote themselves so well. That's what 
the industry is about now. In so many places, it's about entertainment. It's about how good of an entertainer you are, not necessarily the talent you have, although he was very talented. Well, I guess if this podcast doesn't work out, then we could just go into fighting and just into fight each other. Yeah. Well, they have that. Uh, there's a movie we saw years ago, Warrior, with two brothers who are MMA fighters, and then they end up fighting each other. <laughs> we saw this movie, or you saw this movie? I probably saw this movie. It was with Tom Hardy and another guy. Tom Hardy's great. He's he's like an actual <laughs> fighter. He just won a tournament that like no one really? knew about. Like in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like it like came out after he literally won the tournament. So, like, That's cool. A lot of these guys are. Uh, I mean, it's serious. Like. He's got, like, it's, like, a different level of, of... I feel like it's such a bro culture, though. It's, like, trying to show who's the manliest, who's the yeah, most self Yeah, but most of them have so much respect for each other. And, like, right after the fight ends, you'll see them walk over and hug each other a lot of the times. Right afterwards. Yeah, that's um, to make sure over. that the sponsors continue being... No, to literally just to... Well, I mean, some guys are ruthless. And, like, for example, one thing that always kind I'm of... I'm not a fighter, me, though. So there's... <laughs> There's, there's one argument I always see is a lot of times someone will get knocked out and the guy will jump on him and keep going until the ref pulls him off. Because that's really yeah. – everyone said, well, your job is to keep going until the ref Once stops. Once you're down, you're down. Yeah. But – well, in boxing, you can't hit someone on the ground. But um, so, some guys, once they see a guy get clocked out and hit the ground, they're not going to jump on him and keep going because they know he's out. Other guys will just keep uh, – you know, they'll keep at it. But a lot of the time you see a lot of respect. You see a lot of, because they know that everyone's is putting in an insane amount of work, years of training, tons of discipline. It's a lot. And then to lose, and sometimes these losses happen in a minute. You train for months, you get in the ring and the fight's over in a minute and a half. Totally. I mean, all I want to do is American Ninja Warrior. And, um, but I'm so always, I've always like, what if I'm that. that person who's like 30 seconds in, but there was this like Ninja warrior gym that I did go to. And I was so proud of myself because I did really good. And like, there were also these little kids there, but they were on like the smaller, like little kids ninja thing. And they were all cheering me on my like last part that was really hard. And I did not think I was going to be able to do it. And I did. And they were all freaking out. And I felt like, oh my God, I'm amazing. Even though they literally were probably 11 and 12 and they were all like freaking out and I have no idea this kids are, but I felt so cool. I was like, oh my God. I'm I used to watch the, the original show. Ninja Warrior. I think it's Japanese uh, before they even had the American Ninja Warrior when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was, I'm pretty sure there was a from woman on American Ninja Warrior who made it through like a few, a few rounds. I forgot her name. She was really? a marathon runner. Yep. It was crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I mean, people with, like some of those obstacles, the amount of strength it takes Especially with like finger gripping, even totally. It's, but also, and it's just like your your muscles don't have time to rest in between each thing. Yep. So, and it's like you're working out your whole body, and they don't have time to recover, and it's a constant. And like the uh, that's the thing, the amount of strength you have to have, and like that's the thing. Also, that's why a lot of the people who do really well are the ones who are a little shorter and super muscular because their body's not as heavy, so they're able to do things you know better. But then also things in terms of like the wall at the end to climb to the top. It's right. harder for them. So it's like there's always like this pros and cons with no matter how tall you are, how short you are. Like, right. It's, it's, that's intense. also, yeah. And things like that, it's, it's a lot of calisthenics training. Um, you need a lot of strength. I mean, you're utilizing every part of your body. You're moving through the craziest obstacles. And it's like, like, like you said, one after the it's, other. It's basically me at the grocery store. I'm just like I'm going through all the different aisles, <laughs> running right. to grab the cereal. Surfing down milk, the shopping like, cart, exactly. Seriously. Throwing like, the, the old the ladies like, over so I get in line first. Like, <laughs> I don't care if you're buying one thing. I'm getting in that line, bitch. 
I just saw someone wrote on a on a YouTube video. It was it was an interview with John Donaher, who's one of the foremost experts and coaches in jujitsu. And someone in the top the top comment was like, "I saw this these two guys attacking this old lady once, and I felt like I should get in involved." You know, with my with my years of experience, I felt there was no way she could take us one v three. I was like, "Oh my dear lord!" But there 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 definitely is a massive boost in self-confidence uh, from our, I like for, ch- for children, I think it's super valuable. Uh, I remember totally. when I was in high school and I was doing a Krav Maga every day after school, I'd come home. Even though, even though I wasn't obviously fighting people, but I definitely felt more, more confident in myself. Right? You're like, I was always, like, I, no, I was always out of sh- I, I was talking to, to Shragi today, one of my best friends, shout out Shragi. I love you very much. Um, we were speaking about this. T- Still waiting for you to come in the podcast. Today. Uh, Shragi, besides being a great guy, also has lost an absurd amount of weight and has gotten in phenomenal shape and now he lives in, so we, whatever, we were talking about the, about these types of things, but I told him, I remember so clearly being in sixth grade, wearing my black tank top and like looking at myself in the mirror in my room. And I would like check, like look at myself in the mirror after I went to the gym each time. Cause I thought that my body would change after a single day, uh, each day. But I remember feeling like I felt. Unco- a little bit uncomfortable in my own in my own skin. I was getting like I was getting husky at that point. When mom started selling the guy at the suit store that I needed a husky size, I was right. I'm I know that totally. Went send the same me thing. send me into a down husky. A literally, like a unless you're talking spiral. about the dog husky, like just exactly. shoot me dead, Joe. Right. Thank you. Like you couldn't have thought of a better term than to refer to me as a husky right? child. You know, literally. Like, did you want to just inflict trauma on us for the rest of our I lives? I just imagine like a bulbous, furry humanoid whenever I hear the term right. husky. Right, Augustus you know? Gloop. That's all I ever Augustus thought of. Gloop. Augustus right. Gloop. That's all I ever thought of when I heard husky. I'm like, But it definitely shit, was, but it was. I did utilize it at that time as a big motivator to start, you know, going to the gym. It was hard also when you have, when you have friends or other people who are who don't who progress much faster or, or who can put on muscle much faster or who or have the people who are naturally thin. So their, their definition is like, they see it sooner. And then you're right. Like, but for a lot of those, a lot of those, those people who are very thin, it's super difficult to put on muscle unless you like force feed yourself a ton of food. That was me and Barlan with Adam Soleimani. Shout out Adam Soleimani. I be like eating chocolate cake like every day. And he'd be like, Oh, I have to force myself to eat something because I need to gain weight. And I'm like, bitch, I will destroy you. Destroy you. <laughs> I can if eat you want to do right some now. sort of like okay. fat transfer, I'll just send it on over. Like, don't even force feed yourself. Right. Like, no, but there is, there even. definitely is, a, there is, I feel like people that struggle with being very thin, it is a thing. It is a real thing. You know? It is, but luckily I'm making it. <laughs> <laughs> um,. <laughs> But yeah, because I was funny because I was talking to my wife yesterday about how you know it would be great for the kids to get involved in some sort of in like a in like a taekwondo class or like. Hold a, on, hold on. How old are your are your twins? Your oldest children? They're turning five in May. Yeah, and what taekwondo class are you putting them into? They, they, you could start at five. Really? Sure. What are they going to be in kindergarten or pre one A as you have in New York? No, here, yeah, they, here here they call it primary or primer. Primary. Or primer. I never heard of these terms until I moved to the tri-state area. We just had pre-nursery, nursery, kindergarten, first grade. But in New York, New Jersey, there's pre-1A, 
was like, I never knew. I never knew what that meant or where that went in the. Pre one A is before first grade. One A. <laughs> um. So that before was one A. Right. Yeah, but you could. Yeah, you could start real. I mean, listen, kids absorb things like sponges. So anything you can teach a child at an early age is gonna, you know, is gonna. They'll they will just drink it in. I mean, my like my, my oldest son, for example, his memory. Thank God is like he, he remembers like he could he could read a book to himself just re- like remembering all the words in the book you know <laughs> you know which is great because now we don't have to read him every single book he'd kind of sit down on the couch and just look through all the pictures and well he'll be good at studying for tests he'll just remember right. everything right but yeah I mean I wish I would have probably utilized more of my time back back then to get serious in certain things because then you wake up at one you know and you're like totally. I wish I would have done this I wish I would have done that like me and you. We're, we we got p uh, you know piano lessons and we ha- had to be stuck with that till now we'd probably be insanely good pianists. I mean, I did stick with it longer than you, so I'm just saying. Yeah. But I was also shipped off to boarding school, which is why I had to stop. Right. I mean, I did stick with music. I played the drums for like six or seven years. I had lessons for like four years. Yeah, yeah. Stuck with the drums. I then I started fiddling around. Like in Israel, I I picked up the the ukulele first but that was just more like playing around then i bought a mandolin and i was actually playing uh, the the mandolin for a little while my roommate in, in israel um my third year there was is great on the mandolin shalom his name is shalom shout out shalom um and then i went to the guitar but everyone plays acoustic guitar so i never really felt so motivated to like really like learn anything past basic things and the drums is great. I love it. It's my favorite instrument, and I'm getting back into it now. But you can't. You just can't bring a drum set with you. Like, you can't pick one up and move it around so easily. It's got to be the the hardest thing for in any band to have to pack up the drums and the suitcases and loading them up. There's so much the hardware. So I'm trying to. I would like to get an electric drum set. If anyone wants to sponsor Roland, if you're listening, you want to spot sponsor yeah, your, TK, your TKV50 or whatever. Like a five thousand dollars set of drums. Not to be specific. Not to be specific, one. but if you're trying to give away a quick electronic drum set to someone who will utilize it, your and guy. if Roland wants to do a partnership with HelloFresh, I'm gonna get a twofer. <laughs> I'm totally sure for that too because they still want right. the freaking food. Right. I'm still on right. this food, and but your drum set's great. Um. <laughs> right. Okay. Listen. On that note, I just realized the time we went a little bit totally. Over time. But I also love that every single time you end, you always say, "And on that note, that's on like that your note. closing line." On the closing line, I actually have to pick up my kids from school soon. Very exciting. Oh but, yeah, I got to go grab my kids also. Um. We we do have God God willing, not not to be to, to be announced, but we do have a couple of guests lined up for some upcoming episodes. Um. Maybe one before the holidays. Upcoming is Pesach slash slash Passover. Um, possibly next week, and then possibly next week, and then hopefully after Passover, we'll have or, or after Pesach, we'll have another guest, um, a few guests. So keep everyone posted on that. Um, but um, like I said before, week. just happy and appreciate all the support and feedback from everybody. Um, we love you all and appreciate you very much. And um, stay tuned, we'll, we'll catch you on the we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.